Welcome to Wins Women of Wisdom, everyone. Today I have Genev, Dr. Genev Camel on with me, and she is just gracious enough to be on her show. I think her bio's a little too extensive for me to read, so I'm going to let her take it away, and then I'm going to go in with the baseline questions. Two notes on women of wisdom, women's women of wisdom before we begin. One is I'm transferring over to iTunes in the next week or so, but that doesn't affect you guys necessarily. It affects the listeners more than it affects you guys recording with me on Skype. That's going to be the same. This Women of Wisdom is going to be put back in iTunes. I'm so happy to hear that because I'm dealing with a lot and I'm dealing with not many people wanting to listen to the podcast because it's not in iTunes. So <laughs> I'm taking a leap and switching to Lipson and doing all that. My second um, programming note is my book comes out on Tuesday for pre-order. It will be on Amazon Kindle, and then as of December, it will be on Create Space, and that is called The View From My Heart with Yoga, so look for that on Kindle, and I'm going to let Genev take it away. Well, hi, Wynn. Thank you so much for having me on your show, and congrats on the book coming out. That's so exciting. Um, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, just so people know, I'm, I'm a psychologist and an expert on relationships, and I work with people who either are entrepreneurs or who are in relationship with entrepreneurs, and I help people improve their relationships. That is su- such a fascinating thing. I thought, <laughs> I thought Jim was going to say, I deal with people who want to improve their relationship outside the entrepreneurial world, but I have never heard of a relationship coach wanting to deal with specifically entrepreneurs. Yeah, well, it's my passion because I love business and I love entrepreneurship and I think that, you know, entrepreneurs are here to change the world, but um, they're not necessarily always the best at love. (laughs) So that's where I come in. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, I agree. And so my first question is, why did you start your company? And let's just call it the Relationship Coach for Entrepreneurs. Sure. Well, I had been, um, I had been doing a lot of couples therapy as a psychologist for a number of years. And I had come upon a sort of form of couples therapy that had really just changed uh, everything I knew about what it means to even be alive as a human and what it means to love. It's called Emotionally Focused Couples Therapy, um, developed by uh, psychologist Dr. Sue Johnson. It really rocked my world. And at the same time, I was trying to develop my own business as a, as a therapist, as a psychologist. And I saw that there was a lot more opportunity to be creative and just to build more of a, um, a platform for myself with coaching. And so I explored that. 
And in doing some business training and coaching training, I looked around myself and I saw that so many business owners were struggling in love. So these were colleagues, these were, you know, women I was working with or just working alongside and networking with. And I just saw there was a real, real, real need for the kind of um, relationship training that I had gotten and the kind of, you know, revolutionary new look at love that I had learned about. There was a real need for it in the entrepreneurial community. So that's when I realized, oh, wow, this is, this is like a missing link that I can really help people with big time because it's so important. So when you say love, um, what do you mean? Losing love for their business or losing love for their partner or just losing love for life in general and getting caregiver burnout for um, their families or what do you mean? Um, when I say love, I'm talking mostly here about romantic love and not really losing it. I just, people get lost with it because, you know, love is something that hasn't really been understood until quite recently in the, you know, psychological community, or I don't even know, you know, the scientific community. We haven't really understood what love is all about. It's been something that we fall into. It's been something that's, you know, a spell is cast. It's something that you know, has been mysterious, right? It's been a, a really important thing in all of history, but only until recently have we really understood how to get it right. And I think many of us have grown up without the kinds of role models that everybody needs, as well as the kind of messaging about how to really show up fully and really be your best in a romantic relationship. So I'm really talking about romantic relationships. Um, I just find that, you know, business becomes yet another um, competing factor when people are already struggling to get love right. You it throw business becomes, into the mix. Yeah. It becomes okay. You don't go on a date night or you don't hang out with your family and love them because your phone is going off a thousand miles a minute. His right. Kid, that's my life. And I'm like, okay, I take a lunch break every single day. And even though I live with my dad, I try not to bring my phone. I try to step out of my office, wherever my office is that day. <laughs> and I try not to bring my phone up to lunch with him. Right. <laughs> I Sit. I sit at a dining room table or a, um, kitchen, or a table outside my kitchen, and because I'm disabled, he has to help me get lunch, and so I try not to bring my phone up to lunch, <laughs> and that is going to be one of my New Year's resolutions. Leave the phone at your desk, please, <laughs> because I... I understand what you're saying because people people get abandoned by mm -hmm. their partner because of their partner's focused on business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, right? You know better. You're saying, 
you you're trying to leave the phone, but then you're saying, you know, it has to be a New Year's resolution because it's not easy, right? Because no. I'm sure you love what you do. I'm sure you love, you know, your business, and it's another, it's a competing relationship, right? It 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 is, and especially for me, I teach through my books, and I teach through my website, and I teach through I physically teach preschool two days a week. Oh well, wow! I'm Trying, I don't know how I'm you do that. <laughs> trying to teach kids not to use technology. That's <laughs> my biggest pet peeve. And so, um, but that's another whole story in itself. And so, I try to, I don't take my phone to the gym if I can help it. And I just, I'm trying to be a loving family member here and entrepreneur at the same time. Mm-hmm. So people don't say get off your phone and deal with me. Exactly. And so outside your business, what do you like to do? Oh man, outside my business, well I like to spend time with my family. <laughs> My husband as well, um, even though I, you know, I can easily get sucked down the, the rabbit hole of just working in my business all the time and yes. learning and connecting, um, but certainly hanging out with my family. Um, I have two little kids. Um, there are, one's going to be three in December, the other's going to be one in January, and um, we, my husband and I really like to ski, and so we're hoping to try to try to do that a little bit this winter. We'll see about that. Um, and but where in, are you based? I'm, I'm in I'm in New Hampshire. We we actually lived in New York City for a while and um, moved up here last year in part so that we could be closer to nature because we love being outside and it's just you know it's just gorgeous up here. Well, so for those of you who don't know where I'm based, I'm based in beautiful Aspen, Colorado. Oh, that's and right. We I you know I, <laughs> are looking at snow as I give this interview. It's been snowing here for the past week. Oh my gosh. And wow. today it's finally a beautiful day. <laughs> so oh, I and did, you see all the snow on the mountains. I, yes, it's probably gorgeous. I get my snow and my sunshine. I'm really lucky. But um, that being said, what is your favorite book? And it doesn't have to be business related. It doesn't have to be kid related either because I know you're a mom and I know you like bedtime stories, but sometimes bedtime stories get old. Yeah, wow. What is my favorite book? That is a that is a tough question. I, I wasn't I, I should see you you're catching me off guard with this one. <laughs> I don't I can't say that this is my favorite book. I don't know what my favorite book is, but I will say one of my favorite books is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Yeah. And um so that's not a business book. That's not Think and Grow Rich or no. is it a business book per se? But it's not. Really, is it? Yeah, it's, it is and it's not, exactly. It applies to business by all means, but it's not just exclusive to business for sure. So um, that, The Big Leap, I may have to get that. For oh, myself. it's so good. It's because so good. I, one of my New Year's resolutions is to read a lot more books other than textbooks because I'm also trying to get my Ph.D. 
Dean special education. Oh my gosh, wow. So, Perfect. yeah, that's, that's a whole story in itself. So, other than playing with your kids and being a mom, and what was your turning, was there a turning point to um, start your business, or was it your phenomenal coach in classes that you mentioned earlier? Well, I started my I started um, a part time psychotherapy practice shortly after. Well, maybe a year after actually, I got licensed as a psychologist. Um, so I started that a number of years ago, and I did that part time for a while. And then the turning point to really go full time in my business was actually having my son because I was working as at the, as the director of a college counseling center and then going mm -hmm. to my practice at night and I was working, you know, 15 hour days which I knew I wasn't going to be able to do with a kid. So Yeah. So one of them had to go and I gave up the job. Yeah. <laughs> Gladly. Mommy heard cold. Mommy heard cold and at that point what job did you give up? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, no, I don't mind you asking at all. I was the director of a college counseling center in New York City. Ah, uh, yeah. Not, not so much. Okay. <laughs> not so much. That, um, that uh, being a college student could be tough. Oof. It was, I know, you know I, am, I am one person with myself right now, and it's tough. Yeah. They, they're under a lot of stress, and this was a... Um, I loved the students so much at this school. It was a, it was a, it was amazing. But um, there was a lot of bureaucracy, and as you know, right? There's a lot of systems and administration stuff. Ugh, and yeah, I, I didn't have much of a taste I for that. Privately, and I'm trying to exit gracefully. Let's just put it that way, <laughs> because I love being author. I love teaching people through books, and I love teaching um, people about. Cerebral palsy through my website and sharing my story. And so, if any, and I am stealing this question from another podcast I listened to, uh, educational podcast, funny enough. And the question is if there was any teacher that you could sit with and have lunch or dinner with, who would it be? And it doesn't have to be um, in the present. It could be in the past, too. Wow, that's a really good question. Um, maybe, I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm thinking maybe Richard Branson. Now, you're the first person I asked this question to ever on my podcast. As I said, I stole that question from a teacher friend of mine who actually um, is a motivational speaker now, too much moxie in her, um, in her teaching skills. So she decided to exit out of the teaching film and she became a writer and entrepreneur. Mm. And she asked, she asked everyone at the end of her podcast, who would you sit with? And I just think that's a fascinating question. It really is. It really is. But and, I, can I change my answer? Yes. <laughs> Tony Robbins. Ah, I knew you were going to say that. You knew I, I was going to say it? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. And um, 
why would you sit with Tony Robbins or Richard Branson? Uh, well, wh why would I sit with either of them? Why would you sit with either of them? Yeah, well, they're both just so inspirational to me in the amount of impact that they've had on the world and the fact that they are, you know, such tremendous entrepreneurs, business owners, um, philanthropists, um, you know, and I, at least, you know, I guess I just would want their magic to rub off on me in some way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? yes. Oh, yes. Well, that's a wonderful um way to speak about there's so many magical entrepreneurs and I would like to sit with myself too but who would you um, want to can I ask you who would you want to sit with <laughs> I would I would love to sit with the new pope actually oh yeah because um, I just think he's so gen genuine and he's so up and coming. I mean, he, um, I interviewed a woman from the Washington Post, and the reason why I say <laughs> that I interviewed a woman from the Washington Post who did a story on a young man with cerebral palsy who, when the Pope came to the U.S. on his last Pope visit um, before he took off on his airplane and they did all that, he actually stopped and blessed this young man. They needed a wheelchair. They needed a wheelchair accessible van. Well, of course, this reporter who I interviewed was standing there and they, after this um, interview aired, they started a Kickstarter campaign. Of course, the Washington Post picked up the article, and it just is a happily ever after story. But my main point being is the Pope didn't necessarily have to do that. He wanted to do that. And so I think that new Pope would be someone cool to sit with even if you're not religious. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that he sounds like he'd be great to sit with, too. And so have you ever thought about writing a kid's book or doing a book? Oh, I have written a book. I have never written a kid's book, nor have I thought of, of writing one, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, it's a totally different animal. Totally um, different animal, yeah. I'm actually in the midst of my first official kids book comes out in January, so we think. And it's so funny because I wrote my original memoir, which is I Come a Win, which could be found on Amazon for those of you who are listening to this podcast. And then I wrote a teen series. Now I'm in the midst of um, writing a lower level series, sort of like Magic Treehouse, and then I want to do two kids' books, but they're a totally different animal. Totally different animal. So, 
why did you write your book? Um, I wrote my book. It's a couple's workbook. I wrote it because I wanted something to have of my own that was easy and accessible for the people that I work with. And, um, you know, the, one of my mentors, Sue Johnson, who really started this whole form of couples therapy has written some incredible books. And so, um, her work is really the foundation of this book, but I kind of integrated some of my own stuff with it as well. And I wanted to make it really, you know, something simple and easy for couples to, and for individuals to, to learn about this whole new science behind love and romantic relationships and what they're all about. And so, um, you know, just something to have of my own that integrates some of my own thoughts about it, as well as the, the tremendous body of Sue's work. And if people want to find out more about the book, where do they go? Do they go to your website? Sure, yeah. Or can find it on Amazon? Um, well, it's on Kindle, so they can find it on Kindle. And then if they wanted to come to my website, they could find it there as well, which is um, my, www.mybestrelationship.com. Mybestrelationship.com. Well, I appreciate you going to be on my show and sharing your wisdom with all my listeners. And I appreciate you guys being able to listen to this podcast. As I said, it's going to take me about a week to get it all organized and put it back in iTunes. And right now, I may save Jenna's episode to put in iTunes if she doesn't mind it. And then I'll send you the link once it's in iTunes. Or if she wants it now, I can do it now. But that is completely up to her. But I just think she has a fascinating story that we should probably kick this episode off in iTunes. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's so good to connect with you and to talk with you. And I'm grateful to you for letting me be on your show and whatever works for you, iTunes, whatever. It's, it's your call. You're the boss. Well, I'll, um, I'll do it this way. I'll give it to you now and then I'll put it in iTunes to kick off Wins Women of Wisdom in iTunes. Awesome. So you have both copies of it because I'm sure once you stick it on your website I'm sure that people will be attracted to it absolutely well thank you so much for having me when I appreciate it thank you